kind of serious. Um, great. Yeah. I used to have a really bad addiction. I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around and that's what it's all about. Oh my God. I don't know about that one. (laughs) (laughs) I hope, I hope you don't use that with girls in your DMs, man. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. E-Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Hear the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this gorgeous, gorgeous Thursday evening. We've got the whole crew back. Once again, Dustin decided to come back to us. It's great to have him on board with us. Austin's here. We're going to recap, fully recap, kind of talk about Florida State's last game, and then jump in straight into the Clemson preview, which we ha- uh, they'll be playing on Saturday uh, at Clemson. And then we're going to kind of talk about some quick hitters coming out of football, Norvell's discipline system. Jay Linton is officially in the transfer portal. We're going to talk a little bit about Jameis Winston, that guy. And then touch on Cam Akers as he gets ready to hit the field tomorrow. And we talk about his bench and NFL combine. And we'll go over questions, FSU trivia, and fun facts at the end. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, uh, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're on any platform, hit that subscribe button so then you'll be notified every time we release a new episode. If you're on iTunes, if you leave a review and leave a five-star rating, we will shout you out on the podcast. And I'm keeping my promise, as always. And I would think we've actually had a few people leave some five-star reviews, which I'm going to go ahead and shout out right now. This is actually from this last Friday. This is from KS121 says the guys always bring great insight and energy to the pod each and every week. Uh, another uh, five-star rating is coming from uh, TKO5656 says one of my favorite FSU podcasts, very insightful and entertaining. So I appreciate you guys rating us five stars. Uh, if you want to get shouted out, do what they did. But let me go on and introduce <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, Dustin. What are you laughing at? I don't know. Just do what they did. <laughs> I was laughing at the six-minute intro. Oh, it's okay, kids. It's okay. But do you want me to introduce you guys to them or no? I mean, yeah, you've that spent enough time. Might as well. Yeah, of course. So uh, we got our lead writer and editor, Dustin Lewis, with us this evening, along with our lead basketball writer, Austin Bizet. What's up? So, well, I don't, I don't like the slang you put on my last name. Pronunciation. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Don't know where to begin. Visa, Visa most certainly sounds cooler. Uh, no. Dustin, do you agree? 
I don't agree. Wow. So VZ sounds cooler than Veze? Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't know why you're ask, even asking the question. I don't think it sounds. Sounds like he's like Russian or something. <laughs> what? Veze. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. Y'all ready to talk some football? We got a lot. We actually got some football here to talk about. Our last podcast was an instant reaction to obviously Florida State's big win over Louisville on Monday night. But we got some football. Y'all ready to talk a little bit about some about about this sport? <laughs> this yeah, sport. I mean, wow. I doing? had to, I had to like I had to like hold myself back from saying like like the sport because I know y'all two would rip me apart and definitely Austin. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely need to get back into football. Uh, spring practice starts next week, boys. March 7th. I'm excited. I don't know about y'all. I, yeah. I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a feeling that it's going to be a little bit different at these practices than it's been the last two years. And I'm sure we will discuss a lot of that. Moving forward, some of that we can start right now. Uh, we released an article today from Nick, one of our writers covering football and baseball. Nick Hertes, golly, hopefully I got his, hopefully I got his last name right. Uh, but he wrote an article, and we're going to talk a little bit about Coach Norvell and his discipline and his system. There, we heard about it two months ago, which is pretty funny. There's obviously been a huge conversation started on Twitter. Thanks to us. Um, oops. But UF Twitter also is engaged in it, too. As usual, they like to jump in. And then I saw a few Miami fans, but I don't really know what they're doing. Uh, they don't usually come out until, like, September. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, they don't really come out at all. They come out for a couple weeks, but then, like, after week two, they're silent again. Uh, they, they have some talkers, I will, I will have to say. Well, but, they've been able to talk a little bit over the past couple of years. We'll we'll see about 2020. Yep, that is true. Uh, so pretty much, uh, I think a big one here is you know Mike Norvell is is bringing some big time discipline to Florida State accountability, uh, and also you know you're gonna have to make some sacrifices and, and sacrifice for what you love the most in football. And and he discussed it at a Big booster meeting in Tallahassee um, on 51 at Madison, a fairly new establishment for boosters to go to right in the smack dab of College Town, right next to Madison Social and Township. And he spoke and it was pretty intense during it. I watched this and found this. Not a lot of people have seen it yet uh, until we posted the video. And it's kind of stirred up a big conversation. He said, that when entering the Moore Center, which is the athletic center for the football team, uh, and, uh, uh, and you know, they have to, if people don't know, that's where the trophies are. That's where their locker room is. Um, and basically, he said, you know, when you're going in, he doesn't want you wearing earrings. He's talking about his players' earrings, hats, headphones. And before, a couple months ago, he talked about wearing a hoodie. Uh, he wanted, you know, you to be able to talk to people and not have your headphones in. Uh, and the earrings one was kind of fairly new. Not a lot of people, he hadn't said that a couple months ago until he talked about it in this, uh, in this video. What, what, it, just straight off the bat, what are y'all thoughts on this? Because I think it's kind of 50, 50 in the discussion, not only from rival fans, obviously they're making fun of it. Of course, you know, that's them. It's the off season uh, and you got a new coach coming in, but 
also some FSU fans aren't the biggest fan of this. Mainly it's the earrings thing, but they're like, no, nah, doesn't, what does that have to do with your football playing capabilities? Uh, what, what are y'all's thoughts on that straight off the bat? Yeah, I just think it shows that Norvell is asking the players to, to make a sacrifice and to put football first and in front of other things. Like, I mean, earrings aren't really a big deal. But it's it's the little things like that. I mean, if you can't if you can't follow a simple rule like that, what are you going to be doing on the football field? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to people or some players are more concerned with how they look off the field than on the field, and I think that's kind of where Norvell is coming from because we've seen the last couple of years where they're dancing and having fun, but then they suck on the field, and I, I think it's kind of coming from that more than anything. I didn't really take too much away from it though; it doesn't concern me that much. Is <clears throat> do you think a majority though, if Mike Norvell starts winning games right off the bat, everybody will just kind of just shut up? Yeah, as long as he wins, it's fine. <laughs> That's the reason Tigers sucked. Everyone would have been fine with the dancing if we won, but we didn't win. Winning solves every issue. Bobby Bowden had the same kind of approach too with the earrings thing. Just a note there if nobody knew. Uh, Bobby Bowden had a no earring policy. Uh, another I think, thing, I think at one ahead. point he also had a um, a certain length for players to have their hair, but that was something that kind of went away went away over the last couple years of his tenure. Yeah, I, I've heard about that too. He also discussed about wearing the hoodies up, obviously, and then also sagging pants hats and headphones inside the Moore center and so i think a lot of people are, are kind of taking this out of context too where you know if they're out roaming around that they can do this but i, I will say though uh i have not seen and, and i'm on campus dustin's on campus when i see players they're not wearing like they used to they're not wearing uh headphones and and i don't really notice the hoodie thing but they're not wearing headphones in which i was so used to seeing them do Right, Dustin. I feel like they did. A, they used to always wear headphones. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really. You don't get, well, you don't. Yeah, you I don't walk. Go, I walk uh, around with headphones. No, in, so. no, you don't go to class. I was a terrible person to ask. My bad. I mean, I tr- I try not to go, but when I go, I put headphones in. How many times have you gone this month to class? And we're at the end of the. I don't know. One, two. <laughs> oh my god! I got better stuff to do, bro. Austin, did you go to class more than that during your time? I went to class a f- fairly good amount. We kind of had to. Yeah, you're supposed to go, but nah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- th- it's a big discussion. This is at Facebook and Twitter pretty hard. But, I, I mean, we'll, just my guess heading into this spring practice, I think it's going to be a wake-up call for a lot of people, for a lot of players even the staff around them and uh, the accountability that I think that I have spoken on for the last year and a half since it's fallen apart, multiple former Knowles on here have talked about it. I think the accountability is about to rise up. And once that first spring of pra- uh, that first week of spring practice hits, there's going to be some people waking up and uh, it's going to kind of be like, you know, you know, when Jimbo Fisher came here, there was a lot of accountability asked. There's a lot of, leaders that were built this is where the leaders become 
Uh, this is where you see these players rise up to be leaders. Uh, obviously, there's a few right now on the team, and some that it came back. Marvin Wilson, James Blackman still here, and also Tamarion Terry. But you're going to see some guys build up and start calling out guys be, to build accountability that this team has needed for a long while. It's been a struggle the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I hope so because, I mean, from what we saw with the, the A.J. Litton transfer, which is something we're going to get into, some of the players responded a little adversely to it on Twitter, particularly Corey Durden, who's always a little bit emotional on the Twitter sphere. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's something that you can't have happen. You can't have the players questioning the head coach, especially on a public platform like that. I mean, the tweet was quickly deleted, but point still stands. And I'm sure the next day he wasn't feeling too good. want to get into a little bit of the A.J. Linton talk here. He officially has announced or it has officially become available uh, in public that his transfer request has been sent. He's now in the transfer portal. As we know, he was dismissed from the team last week. Uh, and there wasn't a whole lot of details. There was some rumblings and rumors and stuff. But it seemed like things did not go so well with the current staff with him uh, and he was dismissed from the team um, immediately uh, and on his birthday on his birthday. Yes. So <laughs> I, I, we talked about this too last week, but uh, I don't, this doesn't take a major hit to Florida state's defensive backfield. We already know what Florida state brings in year in year out, but I think this is more interesting to see. Is that going to be kind of like a, the start to something that's going to be, regular thing once spring starts or is that just a one-time thing and the players are going to learn from maybe his mistakes that happened to what led to him being dismissed yeah i mean we'll have to see i i still expect a, a couple guys to transfer out either now or after the spring and in, into the summertime so i think i think we'll still see probably four or five guys not that are currently on the roster not be on this team come the summer yeah, I agree with Dustin. There's going to be guys that aren't here in about a month. <laughs> Y'all got a number? I just said four to five. Or what yeah, is I, would, awesome? I would say three to four. Three to four, okay. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I, I, like I said earlier, I think this is going to be a different kind of practice. And if you might have wanted to come to Florida State under Willie Taggart and you enjoyed those practices, it's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> just to say at least from what I've heard from Memphis guys, Memphis, uh, people around Memphis and kind of comparing that to what I know Taggart had here. He's going to be interesting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so AJ Lynn is officially in the transfer portal. Best of luck to him. Uh, next up, Jameis Winston. Let's talk a little bit of Jameis here since this is your boy, James, uh, Dustin. I just about called you Are you Jameis. Gotta call me Jameis? I, I just about called you Jameis. I am I honored. Sure. No, I made he sure. He couldn't be further from Jameis. Have you seen my arm? You know what? You're right. I, I actually might be better. I wouldn't throw 30 oh, picks. You throw 27. You can lift up like two sweet and spicy bacon burgers at Whataburger. <laughs> more, more than two. <laughs> that's that's weak sauce, bro. <laughs> By the way, always use a Chick-fil-A sauce whenever you're going to Chick-fil-A. Oh, my. Dude, you know he's going to make a comment now. And I'm going to make a comment. No sauce. 
ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Never. You're weird. Well, we already know you're weird, Austin. Speaking of the food, real quick, I forgot to eat the damn donut sandwich. Yeah, I was about to I say. I had time this week. Yeah, yeah. I was. Ex- that's why I was expecting to record Friday. Oh yeah, that was gonna be your celebratory like Friday lunch. Hey, next po- next podcast reviewing the do- the chicken donut sandwich from KFC. So mark it down. Yeah, we're gonna. You're gonna, see- you're gonna want to download that one. Because <laughs> he's because it might be, be it might be just his <laughs> last one. Might be his last podcast ever. <laughs> There's a chance. That doesn't, doesn't sound pleasing to me. I don't know. That just seems like too much. Like donut on top of chicken, is it? What is it? It's yeah, it's like a chicken it's sandwich two, between two donuts. Yeah. Two yeah. glazed donuts with a fried chicken breast in the middle. Get out of here. It's worth a shot. Nah. You, ever, you ever heard it's of chicken and waffles? It's chicken and content. donuts, bro. Okay. Yeah, it's for the content. I'm not saying anything. I appreciate it. <laughs> but let's get back into Jameis Winston talk here. Former Heisman winner, 2013 national champion. He's currently going to be a free agent. And we're going to try to predict on where he is going to go this upcoming season. Is he going to stay in Tampa Bay? Or like Dustin reported today, put out an article, his best and probably other better options may be the Chargers, Chicago, maybe go to Indianapolis with the Colts, or go over to Las Vegas and join the Raiders. Where do you guys think, because I know we're all three big NFL dudes and we love our teams and all that, so we keep up to date with NFL stuff. Where do you guys think Jameis Winston where do you think he will be in this upcoming season? Yeah, it's tough because Bruce Arians has made so many comments to the media where it almost sounds like he, he doesn't want Jameis back or that the, the first option is for Tampa Bay to, to look elsewhere before re-signing Winston. But at the same time, I mean, that could all just be blurbs to the media because um, it has been reported that Jameis is seeking a, a max contract, and I, I don't think that Tampa Bay is going to be willing to, to pay him that after what we saw in year five. But at the same time, I mean, Jameis still, still has a long way to go in his development. We'll have to see if that LASIK surgery is actually going to improve his <laughs> vision at all <laughs> after, the, after the 30 interception year. But um, throughout Arian's career, his offense has always been extremely tough for, for a first-year quarterback to learn. And typically, the signal callers start taking steps forward in the second year of the offense, which is exactly what Carson Palmer did when Arians was in Arizona. He was almost an MVP candidate during uh, his second year with the Cardinals. So at, at this point, I'm leaning towards Jameis coming back to Tampa Bay, whether that's under the franchise tag or – Something else. I don't. Th- I don't think he'll get a max deal, by any means. Yeah, I don't think he'll get a max deal either. The other options are intriguing, because with Chargers you have Derwin James. You get the team up back out there in L.A. Chicago, just no, I, it's not a good <laughs> fit. Um, I really think he'd fit in well with Indianapolis. They've got a good offensive line. They got some solid running backs. They need one or two more receivers. But I think that's a pro, uh, team that's on the rise, and they kind of need that game-changing quarterback. If Jameis can have the touchdowns and not the interceptions, he's obviously that guy. Then the Raiders, they've got to create some cash space by letting go of Derek Carr, so I don't see that happening. 
So to me, I think Tampa, the Chargers, or the Colts are all decently yeah, if, likely. If Jameis wasn't to end up back in Tampa Bay, I would I would definitely prefer to probably see him on the Colts because Indianapolis has a solid offensive line and. One thing Jameis Winston hasn't had during his NFL career is a solid offensive line. I mean, Jesus every year or it feels like he's getting destroyed. No, yeah, that no. They have no running. Back. They have no running game because the offensive line just sucks. <sighs> but even but even the running backs they've had aren't good. At least in Indianapolis, you got Naheem Hines and a couple other guys. If you all right, you're you're Mack. Dustin. You're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, and obviously covering Florida State, a good FSU FSU fan, but. Do you would you rather see him leave Tampa Bay and be like successful, or would you rather just have him get paid and stay in Tampa Bay and just kind of just continue to maybe go over five hundred and maybe make the playoffs once or twice, three times in his career, but that's about it. I mean, man, I want Jameis to take it back to the Florida State days. I want him to get another winning streak going, and you know, he can't win a Heisman in the NFL, but get up into MVP contention and look like the superstar he was in college. And, you know, the more he plays in Tampa, the more it looks like he's going to have to leave to find that, that success because no matter what he's done, they, they just haven't built a quality offense around him. You can look at the receivers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, they're great. Cameron Brait, he's a solid tight end. But the offensive line, it's just too bad for, for them to be consistent. Their running backs – they're they're not they're not elite players, so they can't do much behind behind a poor offensive line, and that just makes it a, a one dimensional offense. Defense finally took a step forward in 2019, but before that, the defense was pretty much bottom six in the league every year since Jameis has been drafted. He simply just had no help in Tampa Bay, and they're they're still not really doing much to help him out. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. So. Yeah, if I had to pick for him to be successful somewhere, I'd say, yeah, get the hell out of Tampa Bay, and I'm going with you. <laughs> I think that'd be. I think a lot of Tampa Bay Bucks fans, off and also FSU fans, are the same way. Like after a while, well, whenever you see, uh, whenever you see OJ Howard get drafted before, and I hate that over Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Notice that's how all I you gotta say. Mention his name. That's all you gotta say to piss off a Tampa Bay Bucks fan is OJ Howard. Can I piss you off even more and say I'd rather have OJ Howard over Dallin Cook and I'm the Tampa Bay Bucks sensation. <laughs> <laughs> and we wonder why they continue to be a joke year after year. It's hilarious, man. You can't make it up. You you really just can't. Top to bottom, their the whole organization. I can't name their running back right now. And I, I it's Peyton I can't. Barber and Ronald Jones, but who the hell is that? Yeah, that's that's about yeah. I, I could <laughs> say a lot of other things, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, no one knows who that is. So it's <laughs> awesome. Good to know. Um, good thing they have a 500 pound defensive tackle too, instead of Derwin James, right? With Vita Vey, whatever his name is. You you need to stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for missing that podcast. You're making me upset. <laughs> but, you know, I, I agree with both of you. I think for the most successful for him to be and kind of compete right away for getting in that playoff contention, even higher than that, would be the Colts. Uh, I think it's also intriguing. I don't think it's fantastic maybe not even the location i don't think he wants to be that far away i don't think it'd be good for him young family he's about to get married this year from what i've heard 
going to the LA Chargers, but there is some talent around him. You got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, uh, also Melvin Gordon's there. You have a running back, uh, but and also of course Derwin James is there, and you got you got a pretty decent defense. So, but it'll be interesting to see. I don't know where where Jameis Winston is going to be. It all depends on Bruce Arians, but like Dustin has noted, it is usually a better year the second time under Bruce Arians being a quarterback. Uh, and maybe Bruce is ready to rock with them. If he can just just get rid of those turnovers, man, it would be a whole different. It'd be a whole different animal, you know. He was the most entertaining quarterback last season, for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> Through seven or eight, I think it was an NFL record seven or eight pick sixes. I mean, it was just whenever you watch Jameis Winston, something exciting is going to happen, whether that's for his team or the other team. Correct. Hopefully less for the other team. I'm telling you, the LASIK, it's going to pay off. You know you know another team, and I. this is just not because I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, but Jameis Winston to the Steelers is also not signed. Right now it's not a good time. Obviously Big Ben keeps on saying that he's just going to stay until whenever. He's not going to say whenever. He, he's, he says he's going to retire, then he doesn't. Now he's saying he's <laughs> never going to retire. But I wouldn't – The it's not the right timing. It's not going to fit now. But if it were to be happening now and Big Ben were to have his last season, Jameis Winston comes, I, I think it kind of still fits there with Steelers' offense. Uh, Steelers has a good offensive line. you got talent around it. got a running back. You're obviously going to add more talent on the offense with this draft coming up. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers out, but this timing though kind of ruins that because I think Mike Tomlin, whenever the pro day was going on, Mike Tomlin was a lot was around Jameis Winston quite a bit. Obviously, Big Ben was you know at the, at, was competing very well during that time in 2013, 2014. But uh, it's just not the right time. But they're they're the Steelers were have really I, I'm surprised you know you got Vince Williams. Uh, and but after that, I, I I need I need another knoll there, man. I, I need another knoll. I had Los there for a little bit, but you had Matthew Thomas. What happened, dude? I know. I thought that was gonna be it. And he played a couple. He played a a, a couple of games, but didn't like him. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of ticked off. A lot of a lot of the actually a lot of the Steelers fan base loved him. He was playing very well. Just didn't work out, man. Didn't work out. Uh, talking about NFL, let's end off the football talk with Cam Akers. Obviously, the NFL Combine is currently going on. I was shocked that they're actually doing this this late now. I'd, I usually am so used to being during the afternoon. I was talking with Austin. I'm so used to them doing it during the early afternoon and all that kind of jazz. But now they're doing it this evening. And Cam Akers comes in, they're doing the bench at 225. He gets 20 reps uh, and... I don't understand why some of the FSU Twitter and some Twitter people are thinking that's pretty weak. Uh, AJ Dillon, who weighs 25 plus more than him, had only three more reps, which I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. But uh, Cam Akers, 20 reps. AJ Dillon, 23. I think J.K. Dobbins was also 23 or 22, somewhere around there. Uh, but yeah, he'll be on the field tomorrow doing drills in the 40 yard dash. Yeah, that, that man is strong. I mean, what can you say? 
20, 20 reps of 225 pounds, and he only weighs what I think he weighs 223, and he measured in at a little bit over five foot ten. So yeah. I'd say for a running back his size, and I mean, we all know the stature that Cam Akers boasts. I mean, he's a pretty pretty big guy. Definitely, I mean, he looks strong. He run he runs tough. And, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. 20 reps is solid. I don't know why people are complaining about that. Like you said, A.J. Dillon, who is probably one of, probably the most physical Ooh, runner my. in college football a year ago, only did three more than Akers. And I, I, I think that's that's credit to Akers and the work I he's think, put in. I think you're complaining because you got outburst by a punter. <laughs> yeah, but, hey, so did, so did everyone else. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's why they're complaining. <laughs> Yeah, no, go look. I'm looking at images of A.J. Dillon right now. And sweet mother of God. That's a big dude. Sweet mother. God almighty. No, props off to Akers. I, t- I, I tweeted it um, months ago saying Cam Akers was going to kill at the Combine. So I'm interested to see. Let's get our predictions ready. 40 time, Cam Akers. What, what are we rocking with? Ooh. What we got? What we got, mm. baby? What we got? And the winner, let's see. Mm, what does the winner get? Ah, uh, the winner. I don't know. I don't know what the winner gets. I don't KFC really have donut chicken sandwich. Well, aren't both y'all so gonna I'm get gonna it? I'm gonna win, huh? <laughs> uh, I guess so. Well, you gotta be able to predict the time. Cam right, Akers, I'm, I'm predicting dash tomorrow. Four point six three. Oh, wow! Wow! Is that bad? Um, wow. <laughs> All right. We're not talking yours plus one second, but. All right. Four, four five, six. That's, um, that's better. I don't think I he has top end. I think Akers has good speed. I just don't think he has top end elite speed. I don't know. Speed. He kind of yeah. surprised me this season, though. I'm going to say. Like, I don't think he's going to run a 4-4. Four, four. Mm, yeah, I think somewhere like 4-5-2. I see, I see, like mid to upper four fives, maybe low four sixes. Let me let me write this down. Let's put it in the sheet here. So what do we? Let's write it down. All right, Dustin, what do you got? Uh, four four five eight. Five eight. All right, and Austin. Four five two. Okay, I'm gonna go. The under. I'm gonna go four. Four nine. Hmm. <sighs> If Give he wins a four four maybe nine, he might go in the second round. Dude, he might go in the first round. What are you talking about? <laughs> if he runs that, he might boot himself up. Not feeling. I think that. right now they have him ranked as a top oh, five four. running back in this draft. Yeah, yeah they good. have him at number five right now. So yeah. depend on how depend on how the drills go tomorrow and how he does in um, private workouts with teams. I mean, he could he could leap up if someone falls in love with him, like Florida State fans. <laughs> let's see what happens we'll see i'll be watching tomorrow while i'm at work see if i win this bet or not i usually win everything so y'all don't talk do you well we were silent yeah, we... because you yeah. told a lie yeah no, i lied okay my bad <laughs> are y'all ready to preview us for this Clemson game, like what's going on here? Like you know, we're we're talking. What are we? What are we talk. We're starting into like some number one seed talk. What's happening? Yeah, with Duke losing at Wake Forest, 
somehow this week somehow. in double overtime by 12. I don't know how a double overtime game ends in a 12-point loss, but Florida State controls their own destiny in the ACC with just three games remaining. Who would have thought? They closed the season at Clemson, at Notre Dame, then Boston College with a one-game lead. Duke plays at Virginia, NC State, North Carolina. Louisville still plays Virginia Tech and at Virginia. Yeah, there's some one seed talk out there. Bracketmatrix.com, which is a website that compiles all every bracket out there. There's brackets on there you've never heard of. Um, they, was, <laughs> they was Florida State as the sixth overall seed, which is the second two seed. Um, there are, I think, two brackets in there that has Florida State as a one seed. If a team like Dayton or San Diego State or Gonzaga's falls in these next few games, you could you could see Florida State move up to a one seed as long as they start taking care of business, which is unbelievable to talk about. Yeah, absolutely insane. And man, Wake Forest, we we're really happy for you guys. Thanks thanks for the favor. Really, <laughs> yeah, that was it. amazing. <laughs> because, like you said, Austin, Florida State is now in line for its first ever regular season ACC title, which I think might – it probably is a more impressive feat than the tournament because they did it across the entire regular season to win one of the toughest conferences in college basketball, even if it's down a bit this year. And to to potentially edge out powerhouses like Duke and Louisville, I mean, it just – like we say every week, it just speaks to the program that Leonard Hamilton has built, the depth that he has on this roster – how all the guys have bought in defensively and also on offense and just being unselfish for one another. I mean, this is this is a team that plays for each other, and there's not a lot of college basketball teams that do that. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt this real quick because I completely forgot, and this is going to be oh, completely off the subject right now. Oh, right. But I forgot to ask my question from earlier, and I was interested to get Austin's take on this because we are talking about Norvell's discipline how is it how does how is Leonard Hamilton's because I walk around campus also uh, basketball guys aren't wearing headphones uh, earbuds but how is how is that discipline ran through Leonard Hamilton's program and I wonder if it relates any to kind of like what Norvell's doing here um, it's a fairly strict policy um, guys can have their earrings in when they're not in the building but it's, it's kind of the same thing it, not as soon as you enter the building, you have to take them off, but as soon as you enter the locker room, you have to take them off. Um, mm. Yeah, you don't see them with headphones much. They'll have their AirPods on on the bus, like when they're going to and from the airport. Um, when they're at, the biggest thing is when they're at dinner, like team dinners, they can't have their phones. They can't be listening to music. They have to be interacting with each other and the coaches and everyone else in the room. Um, the is that only, something that the players really they're just used to and they're yeah they're just used to it. yeah and they talk about it all the time that it's a brotherhood and they all really really do like being around each other. Um, the only real big discipline that I saw is I'm not going to say the player I'm not going to say who when mm-hmm. whenever it was, but they had been slacking off in class and not going to tutoring, and they had to do they had to run around the gym and do a hundred rim grabs. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're run, when you're sprinting around the court and jumping a hundred times, grabbing the rim, it's not fun. Yeah, he was worn out after about twenty. <laughs> big guy, big guy oh, yeah, big yeah. guy, or little guy. I mean, there's no, there's like yeah. FSU has a lot of in between guys. So was he in between guy? 
It could have been. I'm just Dustin's saying. Gonna start investigating here. Little in between, big. Just give me, give me a size. <laughs> we're gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> Let's just move back to where we were. Sorry, Stan Jones. <laughs> uh, Stan Jones is listening right now. We want to. We want you on the podcast. We know you got a busy season right now, but man. What an incredible guest it would just be to have you on for 10 minutes. But anyway, sorry, I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's interesting. Obviously, we've talked about it throughout this whole season on the podcast with how Leonard Hamilton is. We have formal guy, former guys come on, and we talked about his discipline, how he looks angry all the time, and all that kind of stuff. But that was just pretty interesting. you got a successful basketball team right now, and you got Mike Norvell trying to bring some discipline and accountability. So that would be pretty interesting to get a take from your side of things. It's not that much different, but I mean, there's obviously going to be some differences when you have a team of 18 versus a team yeah. of 85 plus how many ever walk-ons they have. Sorry for uh, interrupting. Yeah, I don't even know where we were at this point. Uh, <laughs> I remember saying we need. We, I remember we're saying moving we towards Dayton. the Clemson preview. We're almost there. Yeah, I remember saying we need Dayton or Gonzaga or one of these teams to lose. So we lose, so we can move up a seed. Because if Florida State can either get the fourth or fifth overall seed and have to play one of Dayton or San Diego state in their region. That's almost sleepwalking to a final four. Um, anything they can do to avoid Gonzaga or Kansas, I'm all for it. Um, and they're really, they're really getting there. They are really getting there. Obviously they've got business to take care of at the end of the season and the ACC tournament. But um, another thing to talk about with Florida state, NCAA's Andy Katz, Leaves Florida State off his top ten toughest places to play, which was yeah 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 yeah, yeah. ridiculous to me. Sixty four and three since twenty sixteen, twenty two straight at home. Jay Billis just said it was one of the greatest atmospheres he's ever seen. That irked me. I ain't gonna lie. What? Yeah, yeah I'd rather just, I'd rather watch I'd rather watch that shitty movie Cats and listen to his coverage again. <laughs> that was one of the worst lists Wait, I've ever seen. Name what happened. So NCAA's March Madness reporter, announcer, whatever the whatever the hell he's named under, uh, Andy Katz said that Florida State's uh, Tucker Center is off of his top ten toughest places to play. Uh, well, he didn't say it's off. He just didn't list it. Well, on his, well, well apparently on his podcast he said it off. wasn't. He said it wasn't as intimidating of an atmosphere, mm. which mm. ask Louisville, ask Virginia, ask Carolina, ask any team that's played us in the last three years, even Duke. They all say this is one of the toughest places to play in the country. And you can say, yeah, but maybe they're just a good basketball team and haven't played that many people at home. It's the ACC, but that's whatever. He had Gonzaga number one. They played nobody. What would you, what? Dustin? What would you say to Andy after seeing that? Andy Katz here. Something not nice. Like what? No, nah, you're not. You're not tagging. You're not getting that out of me tonight, bro. <laughs> I would just say that I disagree, and I think that his his coverage has gotten extremely lazy over the last couple of seasons. Um, he's obviously pretty ignorant about what's currently going on in college basketball. And man, I mean, when's the last time you're even in Tallahassee? Andy Katz, I mean, who are you? Who are you to judge? How how do you judge? How do you judge twenty two straight wins or a sixty four and three record over the last four years? I mean, it it speaks for itself. So I don't really give a shit about his little list. <laughs> but do you would, should we bring on Andy Katz to 
kind of back I, up. He's, his... he's he's too he's too little of a figure to have on this show, honestly. Oh yeah, he's not important enough. We need to get Rothstein on here. That'd be lit. Yeah, that would that would actually that'd be a good pod. That'd be a lot of fun. He'd probably do it too. Honestly, maybe. Sixty-four and three since February in 2016, and currently yeah. on a 2022 20, home game winning streak right now. Hmm, interesting. Interesting take there. Can someone pull up the graphic or something? Name the teams that he's got. I know Gonzaga was number one. Um, gotta have it. I got it. Gonzaga, Gonzaga won Kansas, Kentucky, which is crazy. Because they lost to Evansville at home, <laughs> and Evansville's 0 16 in conference this year. Oh my um, goodness! Stop yeah. it, man. Maryland, Auburn, <laughs> Dayton, Oregon, Baylor, BYU, and Rutgers. Which Rutgers just lost this week at home. So, <laughs> um, the rack Jesus. of Rutgers over, I, whatever. I've been in that arena. It's trash. Like I told you, you you look at the list and you instantly know. Like he he doesn't know what's going on in college basketball. So. Whenever you, as soon as you read that list, just just block him, move on, bypass it, because he clearly don't know shit. I mean, I don't want to block and move past it, because I've gotten some good interactions from it. I think my tweet about it's at 400 likes. He's about to get the people's elbow. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a reason he's not on ESPN anymore. Damn. Because he's gotten lazy. Yeah. Wow. Shots fired. Yikes. So, Anyways, moving Andy into Katz the Clemson game. Himself today. Yeah, moving into we the go over game. the Did we go over the uh, scenario? Oh, right. So if Florida State doesn't win out, they can still win the ACC. If They need Louisville to win out plus Duke winning out, if that makes sense. Or if Duke loses a game, that's fine too. But Louisville has to win out if Florida State loses a game for Florida State to still get the one seed. Because they can enter a three-way tiebreaker and Florida State has the best record of the three teams playing each other, if that makes sense. So Florida State is two and one against Duke and Louisville. Duke is one and one, and Louisville is one and two. So in the case that Florida State loses one game, Duke wins out and Louisville wins out, Florida State would still get the one seed, but they'd split the regular season championship. This happened in 2012 with Florida State, where they tied with North Carolina for the regular season championship, but North Carolina won the tiebreaker instead. Yeah. So, I mean, really impressed what Florida State is doing. And, Austin, as we move into this Clemson preview, obviously Florida State has two two games on the road remaining at Clemson and at Notre Dame next week before a home finale against Boston College for senior night. Um, we, we know they're not going to lose to BC. But no. in your opinion, which of these last two – or which of these last two road games do you think – is the tougher one for Florida State, and is there potential for them to drop one here? I mean, there's certainly both trap games. These are classic trap games. It's the trappiest of trap games. <laughs> um, Clemson's beaten Duke and Louisville at home this year, despite being 14 and 13 and 8 and 9 in conference. For some reason, they just do well against the really good teams. <laughs> um, they're sitting just. They couldn't be any closer to being a Quadrant 1 team. They're at 76, and they need to be 75 for this to be a Quadrant 1 win. Um, mm. Or a Quadrant 1 game, I shouldn't say win, because the game hasn't been played yet. Um, but it'd be huge if Clemson, whatever the result is on Saturday, Clemson could win the last couple of games and move up a line. that helped Florida State a lot. 
in their seeding. Um, but Notre Dame's the better of the two teams, and in the two matchups that we've already had at home against these two teams, the Notre Dame game was tougher. And Notre Dame's style of play is a lot is a lot. How do I say this? It doesn't match up well with Florida State. Whereas Clemson, it's a slower pace. They just want to play defense. They don't really score a lot. That plays in a Florida what Florida State wants to do. Mm-hmm. The Notre Dame game where they just spread you out and go bonkers from three. That's going to be tough to play against, especially on the road in South Bend. It's going to be a tough game. Notre Dame's 56th in the net rankings, so they're about 20 spots better than Clemson. Um, obviously, everyone's going to look at Clemson and go, oh, God, they've beaten Louisville and Duke at home. We're screwed. I'm honestly not too concerned just because the style of plays match up so well. Clemson's scoring uh, 66.8 points per game this year, which is almost bottom 50 in the country. Uh, 43.1% from the floor, 32.1% from three. They're one of the slowest tempos in the country. They're not Virginia slow. Nobody is, but they're slow. (laughs) Um, Amir Sims and Tevin Mack are the only two guys you got to worry about when it comes to scoring the ball. Sims is at 13.7 points per game. Mack's at 12.2. But they defend the ball really well, allowing just 63.7 points per game. Teams shoot 40.5% from the floor. They don't foul a lot. Um, stylistically, it's, it's a it's a better matchup for for Florida State than Notre Dame is. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is just going to be two teams playing tough defense. And I mean, I've I've said it a couple of times this year. Whoever whoever stops defending first is probably going to lose this one. I think it'll be a little bit closer than expected, especially with Florida State coming off an emotional victory over Louisville on Monday night. Staff is definitely gonna gonna show them the film from the Duke and Louisville games to get them ready and show them that Clemson can upset some of the best teams in college basketball, even if they're they've been mediocre throughout the year. And yeah, Florida State, they're just gonna have to dodge the upset bug. That's what this game's gonna come down to. And Florida State has won five of the last seven games at Clemson. So they know how to win in Clemson. It's just a matter of they have they have refocused and they've gotten the last one out of their minds and can focus on winning these last three games one game at a time. Coach Hamilton said it a few times the past couple of weeks that each game they go into is the biggest game of the season because they only play one game at a time. And I think that's a great mentality as long as the players are buying into that. And having a senior leader like Trent Forrest, yeah, he had the biggest play of the season dunking on Jordan Wara against Louisville. He also knows how to refocus and get ready for the next opponent, which I think is going to be huge for a team that's still fairly young. A lot of people said this team was a year away, but this team's here and now. Um, another thing about Clemson, they only play about eight guys, steady minutes, and only two of them are shooting above 33.3% from three. Uh, Amir Sims, who we've talked about earlier, and Alex Hemingway, he's only played 11 games this season because he'd been dealing with injury, but he's shooting 50% from three. So if there's a random white guy that's going to go off, <laughs> It's going to be him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't uh, – have we had that type of performance yet? Would you say uh, Ryan McMahon was close? It was close. He was just being annoying. It wasn't like he was doing anything. Um, <laughs> there was one There was one game earlier in the year where some dude dropped 30 on us. I think it was the Western Carolina game. Yeah. we're. I, just, I feel like Florida State, they're due for that type of game where some random – three-point shooter is going to get hot and knock down four or five threes and just make things a lot closer than it should be. 
That's just that's how it goes for Florida. Every every year at least once. Yeah, and it's maybe this team's just got that veteran leadership to say we're not going to let that happen anymore. It's certainly possible, but that I feel like that also happens to every team where some random dude goes off just once. Um, you'd like to get it out of the way now and not in the NCAA tournament when you're playing like a Stony Brook or some random team out there. I don't know who's doing well in, in their conferences, but. You'd rather have it now than against some 15 seed in the tournament. Yeah. But like you said, Clemson pretty much only runs a seven to eight man rotation. So Florida State, once again, should have the advantage in depth and also talent. Florida State's uh, rotational players off the bench are more talented than the guys Clemson currently has in the lineup. Um, Yeah, Austin, you also said they they struggle from the field from three. Only shoots 67.8% from the line. So this is a team where nothing really comes easy for them offensively. And now they're about to play one of the best defenses in college basketball. So it's going to get a little tougher. Yeah. And the worst thing Florida State can do is play to Clemson's pace. If Florida State can speed them up a little bit, get them in transition, get them playing a little more chaotic, that's going to play a lot more to Florida State's advantage. Even if the slower pace does work well with Florida State, just, just speed them up just a little bit. Yeah, and if, if speaking of, if you speed them up and start getting Florida State in transition, I mean that's the time where you start seeing Patrick Williams throwing it down, Devin Vassell getting the open, open threes off the break, Trent Forrest getting a wide open layup. So I agree with you, Austin. If if Florida State can get them to run, force them into turnovers, get them uncomfortable, that's exactly where this team wants to be. Yeah, so let's let's just go ahead and go into predictions now. Um, it's going to be a lower scoring game, probably. Yeah. Um, Florida State kind of ran with, ran away with it last year. Plus their early early matchup at home this year, they kind of ran away with it in the second half. Um, Clemson's going to be thinking about that. They're going to be thinking upset like they have been all year. But I think Florida State's going to pull away with it. I think it's going to be a little closer than people want. But I think it's going. To, I think Florida State will win about sixty-eight to sixty-two. It's going to be a very similar game to NC wow. State, I feel like. Wow. Man, great. <clears throat> great minds think alike, Austin. Because I, I already told you, I think this game is going to be closer than expected. Clemson, they've beaten some very good teams at home, like we've mentioned. But I, I, I just think they're not going to have the magic to be able to finish off Florida State in this one. I've got FSU 68-61, and that, that prediction was made before you said yours, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we're, we're right on the money, man. We'll see what happens. Logan, what do you think? Mm, I think you are being ridiculous. Not a close game. FSU wins. What do you say? What do you say? Leonard Hamilton says if you beat him by ten, that's a blowout in ACC. If you beat no, him if by you four. beat him by four. Oh, if you beat him by four. Four uh, on the road. I'm gonna be happy to tell. Uh, whenever you get a chance, Austin, let uh, Leonard know. Tell Coach Ham, I said what's up, and let him know this is gonna be a blowout. Gotcha. Uh, it's going to be a blowout in Clemson, South Carolina. I'll be Florida, sure to tell them. Florida, Florida State wins by 10 in Clemson. What was y'all's scores? It's not a blowout. 68, 68 61. 61. And 62. And six, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm going to go FSU 72, Clemson 62. Not bad. I don't I hate it. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not I think bad. It's not too terrible. Just, i got to always go bold, you know. i got to go the opposite. Bold. Who's your leading scorer? Leading score. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting one, dude. Mm. I'm not. Mm. 
There's so many you can pick. I uh, know that's so friggin' annoying. <laughs> what is it? Eight <laughs> different Forrest guys hot also? right now. Force is hot, and Walker is getting into his groove. Um, Vassell's Vassell, which is ridiculous. It's hard to pick. I'm gonna go. Hmm. No, I'm gonna go Walker because you know what? He was recruited hard by Clemson. I'm gonna go Dude. Walker in Clemson. Great minds think alike. Thank Walker, you. 24. Whoa. Okay. I'm gonna say Patrick Williams with 16. Okay, Patty, Patty, Patty Melt. Which, by the way, if you haven't checked out our Wallpaper Wednesday with Patrick Williams. Oh, my goodness. It's a good one. It's nasty. Adam snapped on that one. That He said he's going to – he created his best work, and I do agree. That was awesome. Y'all should definitely go use that as your iPhone wallpaper. Got a lot of new stuff coming out, too, for March Madness. Creative team is ready to blow this mother up. We got a lot of good new images from our photographer, Logan Stanford, so it's going to be a fun – Next month or so, hopefully, uh, for FSU basketball and creative team, what we're going to put together. Uh, so, yeah, y'all want to get into questions real quick. We don't have a lot, but let's run into questions before we get into trivia. Uh, first question is coming from our regular listener, Heath. I'm a call you, yes. Is it understood that MG Walker is coming back for his senior year next year? Yeah, I don't know where he'd go. He's a good, he's a good player. He's played a lot better this year than I think a lot of people expected. He's been a lot more consistent. He's been better defensively. But at the same time, he's not quite ready for that next step. I think he needs to tone his uh, – he just he needs to be a little bit better between the years, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's hard to deny that he hasn't taken a, a step forward this year as a junior. And wouldn't surprise me if he continues to improve going into his senior season. And maybe next year he – He's even better than better than this year and more efficient from the field. Obviously, defensively, MJ Walker is is elite when he's in that mindset. I mean, he's he's a very great defender on the outside laterally. He can also help on the inside, block some shots with his athleticism. I really like him on the defensive end, and it just it just matters on offense. His shot selection has got to be better at times, and he's just got to play more than the flow of the offense. Sometimes I feel like he tries to go ISO a little bit too much. But like you said, Austin, MJ Walker definitely going to be back for his senior year at Florida State. Um, he's not he's not really an NBA draft prospect at this point, I would say. But there's a chance that maybe he could play his way into it, just like Terrence Mann did during his senior year. So we'll just have to see. Although I think it's huge he was voted as a captain this season. I think that speaks a lot to his maturity and where he can go next season. This next question is coming from Drew G. Howell from Twitter asks the way we have been playing what is your opinion where we finished the season sweet 16 final four i like how he skipped elite eight in there (laughs) from sweet 16 straight to the final four i mean it's the tournament it really depends on matchups and what's what bracket they get if they're in a kansas or gonzaga bracket i think elite eight's the ceiling just because i think kansas and gonzaga are better teams and i know a lot of people like oh it's gonzaga they play pepperdine but they have seven guys that are scoring double digits, and they're all in Florida State's height range. They're 6'3", 6'4", 6'8", 6'11". They can compete with Florida State. I know people don't want to hear that, but that's a really good team out there in Spokane, Washington. Um, and Kansas is another great team as well. But if on the other flip side, if you get in a Dayton or San Diego State bracket, even a Baylor bracket, I really like how we match up against Baylor. Yeah, you could be talking about a Final Four slash... National champ- national championship game run. You absolutely could. Yeah, I think 
<clears throat> I think Florida State has the guards and the wings to be able to play with just about anyone in the country. And the main weakness is, is the big men with uh, Dominic Olechnicek and Balsa Kopervika. I mean, they're just – they're not even – I mean, I, I'm not saying Chris Kumaji was a great player, but I think if he was on this team, it, w- it would be really great for Florida State and he'd be the best big by far on the roster. So traditionally, Florida State, they've had really great big men, and it's just one of those years where they're just they're just average at the position. But either way, I think if the guard play can keep up like this and Patrick Williams can continue to prove, improve, Anthony Polite gets a little bit hot off the bench to help this team, maybe Wyatt Wilkes hits some shots in the tournament, this team can go deep. And all I'll say is I, I, I did put a bet down for Florida State to win the national championship. So basically <laughs> if we don't win, it's your fault. Um, but yeah. we, talked about, we talked about it in our instant reaction podcast. The – or March Madness in the NCAA tournament's based on having great experienced guard play. And Florida State has that. Trent Forrest has been there and done that. This will be his fourth straight NCAA tournament. MJ Walker's been there. Devin Vassell's been there. And he's hit big shots in tournament games. You want freshmen to play well, but you don't want to have to rely on them, which is exactly what Patrick Williams does. They don't rely on him, but he contributes in so many great ways. You've got a great head coach in Leonard Hamilton. You've got great game planners and scouts with Charlton Young, Stan Jones, and Steve Smith. They've got everything they need. The tournament really isn't predicated on having great bigs. While Azubuki could give us problems with Kansas, the tournament really isn't relied on great bigs. Damn, Um, roast me, bro. I'm just saying. That's what I said. They got the guards and the wings to play with anybody. So if those guys can keep it up, I mean, that's going to be a huge part of it, especially because Florida State – they love the small ball with Malik, which, I mean, I, I love it too. And also, I think me and you have both said that small ball lineup with Malik at center and Patrick Williams um, playing power forward is really good for Florida State. Along yeah, even with against Louisville. MJ with, and Devin. Yeah, even against Louisville when we had Turk at the five, it was doing really well. That small ball, that small ball lineup's done really well for Florida State this year. Um, I think it can take them a long way. Those honestly, I think Malik Osborne and Raekwon Gray might be the most two important players for Florida State's tournament hopes. If they're if they're playing quality minutes at the center position or at the four, that is going to help Florida State tremendously. Yeah, because you know you're always unless you're not going to always get production out of the big four of Forrest, Vassell, Walker, and Williams, but you know at least two of the four is going to be producing. So if you can get some of those role players like you said, Turk and Malik. Or if you can get an Anthony Polite to play really well in the tournament, it's going to be huge. We'll obviously have a lot to talk about in the next week. Florida State only has three games left in the regular season, this one including the Clemson game this Saturday at 2 p.m. Then Florida State will face at Notre Dame on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Late night game there. And then also to end off the season, senior night, Austin wants to see everybody there for Trent Forrest. It's already Forrest sold H- out. Yep, already sold out of its That's mind. That's insane. Yeah, I think all of them have, will go up Sunday. Yeah, yeah. He, they, I mean, I think every level has pretty much been done. Uh, but yeah, Florida State's gonna be facing Boston College to end off the season next Saturday. FSU versus Boston College is sold out. That's that's just that's nuts. <laughs> We've made it. 
Yeah, I think so. it would, dude. Two or three years ago, it it would be maybe half full for that matchup. Austin, do you? I'm, I'm excited about this one. I think the oh, whole God. NG staff is, but do you want to give kind of like just some hints? Don't give it away, but you know, we have some NBA players, or, you know, some oh. guys that might be coming on dual yeah. podcast coming up soon to preview March Madness. What's going on here, dog? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the whole thing. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Dustin? I'm hype. What's going on here, dog? <laughs> I'm hype. I'm not even, you know, I'm the hype man. Like I said, I like the dunks. I like the big names. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got want, two of those coming. To, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to give yeah, out any big don't names. Give it away. But uh, there may be a gift out there of these two. We got We got to go ahead, right? Confirmation, you know, something like that. Yeah, we're we're just waiting to solidify the date, but they both said they're down down to come on, down to tell some stories like Wilder and Carlos did. Oh, I'm excited. I'm just saying there may be a gift out there of the two of them. So that's going to be coming up uh, hopefully here uh, in a week and a half or so. Whenever we get ready to preview March Madness, they'll be on with us to get you guys ready, all you that listen, ready for uh, the big run, obviously, which I think, you know, we're really kind of just trying to get these regular season games out of the way and, and start preparing for the ACC tourney and then obviously March Madness. But, yeah, I'm excited for that. Y'all ready to get into some FSU trivia? Some as I'll ever be. Hear the spirit of FSU trivia. I don't know what the score is. I should probably know this with me being uh, like that. I'm either up one or it's tied. Yeah, it's one of those two. So which one do you want to have? Yeah, we can say tie. <laughs> and I'll say I'm winning. <laughs> All right. Well, here, we'll figure it out this way. We'll see if Austin's going to ask Keith. Yep. Uh, Dustin, pick a number from one to ten. And I've got I've, I've got it. Lucky uh, number seven, baby. Christian Ponder. It was Six. Wait, that does, that's not how you play the game, right? That's not how you play the game. I'm okay, let's to... try it. Let's try this again. Let's do one to one hundred. All right, Dustin, you pick first. One to one hundred. Sixty-nine. <laughs> Twenty-four. My number was forty. So, I so, so yeah, okay, Austin. Yeah. Sixty-nine it. failed me again. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. I don't want to know unless Austin wants to know. Nope. Okay, we'll move on. All right, let's get into FSU Hear the Spear trivia. The world wants to know if these two guys know what the hell they're talking about since they talk about it for an hour and a half on a podcast. Let's see if you know what the hell they're talking about basketball-wise. And this is going to be a pretty good one here since we're getting close to March Madness. I thought we'd kind of direct this towards the NCAA tournament and see how many appearances the Knowles have been in a lot of these rounds. So, let's start off with number one. How many times has Florida State appeared in the Elite Eight? You got ten seconds. Ten. Three. Three. Three is correct. Oh, yes. Good job, good job. All right, up next, how many times has Florida State appeared in the Sweet 16? Eight. Seven. Six. Five, four, three, six. Two, it's one. either five or six. I wanted to six. What, I wanted to say six, but I said five. 
You're going to wish you wanted to say six, Dustin. Oh, God, you got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dustin, this is I mean, this is just like the XFL. I'm going to come right to you with the microphone. What do you have to say now going under two after losing the first little one to 100? And obviously now you're down by two. For yeah, think, thinking of my strategy, uh, I really screwed up here. Mm-hmm. I, I only selected odd numbers. I, I went with uh, number seven to start out. Then I went with 69. Then I went with three, which actually was correct. And then I went with five, which uh, failed. So next time I'm going all even numbers. That's what I've learned. You think you'll ever not go with 69 again? No, I'm definitely going with that. <laughs> Austin, let's go and head over to you. How are you feeling now? You have a 2-0 and o lead. Do you think you'll be able to keep that lead and keep it going throughout the rest of the year? I don't think I'm going to lose another trivia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. So I think we're just going to go ahead and say right now, Austin has a 4-2 to lead. And that's what we're going to mark it as right I think now. It's- Five to three, technically. Five to three. Okay, so we have yeah. the we have yeah, friggin' police over here with the. I won three. I think Hell so. Yeah. I think you were up three one at one point. I think. Well, we'll just let it be five three. That. Wow, are you telling me I pulled a Golden State? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Heath will correct us if we're blew wrong. Blew a three one lead. Yeah, exactly. You blow a lot of things, Dustin. All right. Well, let's get into the fun fact. No, I actually, I actually have an idea, guys. All right. I think we, I think we switch it up and we do, we each pick a terrible dad joke. Oh, I've got so many. Twenty for this terrible bad dad jokes. I mean, I'm just reading off the site here, but I'm going to say everyone pick their favorite. Bad dad joke. And I think this I've, is something we can switch around. Oh, you've got I've got a list on my phone. We're good. You've got a list on your because phone. Because he uses that when sliding into DMs. And I guarantee it. I, yep, that's exactly. That is not what, true. That, that is, is not no, true. I only laughing. share them when asked. No. I only share them when asked. Oh, Austin uses them when he's sliding into DMs. That's what he uses. So everyone, whenever he says something here, this is what he uses with girls. That's in ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe I'm being accused of this. That's what you do. It's you, not, though. You've admitted this before to us at some point. No? No. I think you have. No. I think so. All right. I'll, I'll, there's so many, man. I love these. But I'll go first. And if we want to start off with two, then we'll do it. Two each. I know Dustin's still searching with his slow-ass 1968 computer that's on friggin' Internet Explorer. So, take sense. It's on its last legs. Mm-hmm. I need to take it out back and shoot it. <laughs> you better watch out. Peta is coming after you. Peta? Peta. Peta, Peta. Peta, Peta. What is, is that it? Your, was that your Peter. first dad joke? No. Peter. No. <laughs> Old yeller, that son of a bitch. Peta. All right, I'm going to go first here. Y'all ready? Y'all listening? Y'all got to make yep. sure y'all listening. All right. You listening, Dustin? Halfway. All right, here we go. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. Hmm. 
that's the best you that's got. Not that bad. No, I have I have way better ones, but I can't just do it like right off the bat like that. Okay. All right, Austin, next. go ahead. Austin, yeah, go since with... you have a list, I don't know why yeah. you didn't even start off. Just go ahead, man. Um, did you hear about the female rapper who could only rap when she was on her menstrual cycle? They uh-huh. said she had a mean flow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that what you're really using when you're signing the Instagram no. DMs? No wonder it's not working out for him, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're yeah, not Hope you're not telling her that you're gonna go take her out to eat and say that. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> All okay. Right. Hold on. Move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Dustin, which. All right. Well. Here we go. Great. If you see a robbery at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? It's not bad. <laughs> that is not bad. That's not terrible. It's not a terrible one. All right, I'm going to give my second one, my last one, real quick. Are right, y'all ready? Want to hear about, want to hear a joke about construction? Nah, I'm still working on it. That was not it. <laughs> that was not it. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Give me that, was, that was not it. Did, th- those are two pretty poor ones, Logan. I'm sure there were better selections out there. Well, I was going to go with the menstrual cycle one like Austin went. That was a good one, though. He had to admit. Mm-hmm. That one, I mean, yeah, it was good. That one was good. It was good, bad. Yours are just bad, bad, Logan. <laughs> I have, I have like, really bad ones, though, but we would be, like, canceled off of iTunes, I think, and I can't do that. What are those? What are they about? Jesus. I can't say it. I might have to bleep it out. What but website really... are you on? No, they're ones that I know on the top oh, of my head. That's not good. I can't say it. No, I can't say it. No, we'll we'll lose. I'll get shit on on Twitter. What kind of dads talking to his kids like that? <laughs> Step dads. Facts. <laughs> We've all taken a spoon to the head, you know. <laughs> I don't anyway, Austin. Awesome. Dad joke that. number two. Yeah, my, awesome. my last joke's actually kind of serious. Um, oh, great. Yeah, I used to have a really bad addiction. I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around, and that's what it's all about. Oh my god! I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope you don't use that with girls in your DMs, man. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll finish this I'll finish this segment out here. Yeah, finally you'll finish for once. <laughs> what? Anyway, what is happening over there in Tallahassee? Mean, what's happening at Logan's house in Tallahassee? Not my house. Nothing. Doing nothing. Hanging out. Talking All sports. Right. Well, hang out and listen to this joke. Two goldfish are in a tank. One says to the other, Do you know how to drive this thing? Mm. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't. Ever come after me, Dustin. Ever come after me. That was way better. Pause. I had to, did you hear the delivery? It was horrible. It's professional. <laughs> professional. You're a dad? I don't think you are. You're right. Amateur. Amateur. Thank you. Thank you. 
But yeah, I think that that was pretty good. I think hopefully the listeners will laugh at those. I don't know. I hope they were gone by this point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully so. I'm praying for them. Hopefully they didn't have to listen to that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Any other jokes <laughs> you have on your list? I've got a few, but I feel like I should save them for next week, unless we're not save. doing this next week. Oh, we can do it next week. I think it's something to switch it up a little bit. I think it's good. It might be next week. Whatever we record next. So in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much going to do it, unless I'll have anything else to talk about or say or discuss or no. campaign. Watch the, watch the basketball game at 2 o'clock on Saturday. That's all I got. Yep, 2 o'clock, ACC Network Extra. Uh, fuck you, Comcast. Yeah, don't have that. So they can screw me off, and I'm gonna find, or they can screw off, and they, and I'm gonna find a free live stream for that. So I will be going to jail tomorrow. So so glad I released that. Hey, Grandma streams. Yep, they're back. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much gonna do it for this episode of Hear the Spear. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. If you write us, if you rate us five stars on iTunes, leave a review. We will shout you out on the next podcast. Uh, make sure yeah. you guys are subscribed. Real quick, I just want to say, make sure to tune into the next episode. We will have the KFC chicken donut sandwich review coming right at you. Also, we're going to be talking some Florida State spring practice uh, preview. So that should be a, a pretty big topic on the next episode, along with some some more basketball recaps and previewing the Notre Dame game. So did, good night. So do I need to say anything else? Or are you just going to continue to do that? Well, I just figured I'd throw that in there to let people know that we're going to be talking some football next week. So get your arm warmed up. <laughs> Why do they? Okay. Why do they need to get their arm warmed up? Again? To throw a football? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's basketball season to shoot a ball. Okay. Well, while those two argue, we're going to go on and end off this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we're at here at the Spear. Like Dustin said, we're going to talk some football next week. Get ready for spring practice. Got a lot of basketball to talk about. And keep an eye out. We have a dual pod coming with some guys. That I can't say. I just about let it through, and I just about said it, but I'm going to keep my mouth I shut. I mean, you pretty much gave it away. There's, no, I there's only like no. five dudes. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. They could be former NBA players, too. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Jesus. Golly, Dustin Lewis. Anyways, thank you guys. Dave so Cowens next week, everyone. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you would freak out, because that's a Celtic legend. Oh, yeah, you're damn right I'd freak out. You're I right. would have to warm the arm up. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Adios, guys. Bye.